primarily look at Genesis chapter 12, Genesis chapter 16, and a little bit in Genesis 17. Um, I want to preach today under this thought, uh, take a breath, this sermon title, take a breath. Uh, How many of you have uh, needed to take a breath at a time, different time? I know I have. Um, I can remember one time when I was young, uh, playing backyard football, um, one, one particular friend put a solid hit on me and um, took me to the ground, and in the process of going to the ground in that, that dynamic hit, uh, the wind got knocked out of my body, and I needed to take a breath. They were ready to go, but I, I said, I was bent over, and I said, wait a minute, just just give me a moment. I've got to get my breath back. I've got to catch my breath. And I found that there are times in life where we need to take a breath. We need to take a breath. And so I want to preach to you, to you today. Take a breath. Take a breath. Um, and in preaching today, I want you to understand that I'm preaching from something God has been dealing with me about personally. And I'm going to invite you to come with me as I preach this message. But I want to preach about taking a breath today. But not talking about taking your own breath. I'm not talking about like when I was on the football field and I said, hold on a minute, I need to take a breath. I'm talking about allowing God to breathe on you and in you. I'm talking about allowing God to do a work that you are desperately needing him to do. Because he is the only one who can give you the strength and power to overcome life's challenges. And how many of us are facing challenges in our life? I know that I am facing some challenges in my life. And I know I'm in a moment where I need God to breathe into my life like never before. And I know that I am talking to some people today that you are in a place where you need God to breathe on you today. One of my favorite character stories in the Bible is of Abraham. And his story is like many other characters in the Bible. It, the story encompasses what it is to live by faith, and we have these great examples. The the downside to these great examples for us is that oftentimes we read their story and we see the outcome and we know how it all ends up, but for the person in the story, they don't know how it's going to end up. And so the example for us of living by faith, we miss out on the nuances of what it is to struggle in the process of living that faith. Hebrews 11, 8 through 12 tells us, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. He didn't know where he'd end up. By faith, verse 9, By faith he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of him, of the same promise. Verse 10, for he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah, 
herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful, that him is God, faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as God, him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sound sand which is by the seashore. So we look at this from the perspective of Hebrews, and Hebrews is talking about Abraham and saying God was faithful, God made a way, God did a work, God, when he died, he, he made a multitude as the sand, as the stars. He did exactly what he said he was going to do, but we have the benefit of looking from the very end of the story or the conclusion. We get to see the buttoned up, finished story line of Abraham and Sarah sometimes thinking my life is not going like that. When I look at my life and I look at what it is to live in faith, sometimes if I can just be honest and authentic with you and not put you at fear, I look and I think, you know, my life is not going the way that I thought it would go. It's not going as I planned. Yes, I have faith to lay hands on someone for that miracle or I have faith for God to do a certain thing. But sometimes you get hung up in those moments of doubt. Who am I talking to today? All of us. Living in the moments are very different than reading the history of what happened. Because living in it is living in the not yet completed story. There are some under, undetermined things in our experience of the journey. There are some things that have not come to conclusion. There are some things that we're waiting on. And the call of faith has never been to have the story of your life complete. It's never been to have the story of our lives written in a way that makes it all neat and formal and tidy and clean. That's not what faith is about. Faith is not having that story be all neat and eliminate the struggle. Faith is not a name it and claim it, a grab hold of the blessings from God with none of the uncertainty of life. That is not faith. I'm speaking to people, people today who every one of us were facing challenges. We're struggling. There's some uncertainty in some form of our life today. The hope of faith is that ultimately we know the outcome. We know there is a heaven. We know that we have hope for it. There is an eternity spent with Jesus. There is hope for the future the promise of our Lord and Savior for no sorrow, no pain, that joy would be present, everlasting, that we would be on streets of gold in a city fashioned for us, inheriting mansions and crowns and all of those wonderful things. But it's not come to conclusion yet. And so while we look and we hope, we have to find a place of faith where we trust God for the here and now. Because right now, the journey for each of us is filled with mountains to climb, hills to descend, and valleys to walk through obstacles to cross it's never straight it's never easy and it's never simple outside of the new birth of repenting and being baptized in Jesus name and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit a common experience for each one of us and if you've not experienced it you should experience the new birth and it's so simple it's simply repenting and turning away from your sins being baptized in the name of Jesus and receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit as you speak in other tongues. 
And that's common to all of us. It should be common to all of us. But the rest of our lives, they're filled with unique experiences of struggle. Unique disappointments and loneliness and heartache and unresolved conflict and unanswered questions. Moments of doubt, fear, struggle. Faith has never been about reconciling the story of our lives to be easy. If having life easier was, is what your faith is established on, then your faith will eventually fail you because it needs to be established on Jesus Christ. And what do I mean by that? I mean just simply trusting Him with a trust that goes beyond what you see and what you hear. Abraham, like each of us, started walking with the Lord, holding to a promise. Holding to a promise. Genesis chapter 12 is where that promise begins. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him, and Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Imagine that, 75, and you decide to start a new course in life. Verse 5, Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. They departed to go to the land of Canaan, so they came to the land of Canaan. It took some faith to leave the security and safety of what had always been known. Following the voice of God into the unknown, into the uncertainty at 75 years old, faith's call is not to play it safe. It has always been to take some risk that you put on God. The risk is putting it on God and allowing God to direct your course. It's to put yourself out there where God controls the outcome because in doing so Abram there is no certainty of where he's going to end up there's no certainty of what the land could be he only has the word of God leaving your country leaving your family leaving security for a promise God offers headed for land you've not seen with descendants that you've not yet had born to you that's exactly what faith is writer of Hebrews 11, just before he writes the end of the conclusion of Abraham's story, he says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That word substance, the, really, the, the great word that should be used there is the realization. Faith is the realization of things hoped for. It's the realization of there's something out there that God is going to do. I don't see it yet. I've not experienced it yet. But I know it's real. I know it's true. And I know it's there. And so I'm going to go. The word for evidence should be confidence. It's the confidence that there are things there that you can't see. And that's what Abraham was. He was stepping out into the realization, the confidence that 
God was going to direct him. And so faith's call for Abraham and for you and I has always been to surrender to a higher power, to surrender to Jesus Christ. It's trusting Jesus with your life. It's submitting to His sovereignty, His will, and His way. It's trusting Him to know that regardless of what is allowed to happen in my life, He can give me a life that is better than I could imagine and construct for myself knowing that his way is better than my way it's like Job saying though he slay me yet will I trust him even in the negative things he's still going to do something in my life it's trusting that even the negative horrible things will bring glory to God and somehow God will take that horrible nasty thing in your life and God will use that thing to become a blessing in your life. Faith has never been safe. If you want safety, then you don't want faith. Because faith has always been putting control into the will and hands of a sovereign Lord. Letting him do as he pleases with your life. Like Thomas who preached one message and then died. Faith's challenge. It's real. Abram and Sarai packed up all the camels and got all of the animals together and Got all of their belongings, the things, the items of their household, everything together. And left behind family, friends, safety of the known for a promise of the unknown. They'd done all of those things. They'd acted in boldness. And every one of us, we have these moments where we act in boldness. We do some great things. We take risk and, and, and in the moment, the risk pays off and we celebrate that. And those are the stories I love to read and talk about. But sometimes life has inconveniences. When the inconveniences set in, there's famine in the land. So Abram takes his family and He continues going south through Canaan into Egypt. God never told him to go to Egypt. We don't have any account of where he sought God. On God, there's a famine. What should I do? But he takes his family into Egypt. And in Egypt, there's Pharaoh and fear grips the heart of Abram. And he lies to Pharaoh about his wife. What was he doing? He was wrestling away control from God. God had told him to leave, but God had not told him where to go, where to stop, or what to do in the midst of famine. And we have no indication that he even sought God or asked what he should do. He never really gave God an opportunity. He robbed God of using his discomfort for a miracle moment in his life. I heard a missionary one time, he was talking, telling a story of, some miracles that had happened to them, being in a place where they needed food and had no money and just really no, no opportunity, just didn't know what was going to happen. And so after a season, they'd prayed, you know, 
they're, they're needing some food. Kids need some food. A desperate moment. And they go to God in prayer. They knock at the door. They open the door and there's groceries. Bring the groceries inside. and It's a meal. They look. They tried to find who delivered the groceries. There's no one there. It's just a miracle. A miracle. And I listened to that story and I remember praying the prayer. And I said, God... I want to see miracles like that in my own life. And I can remember the words that came from God. And they smote me because he said, I can do those miracles, but every time you get uncomfortable, every time there's a moment where you need something, but you don't have the supply, instead of turning to me and coming to me, you run to MasterCard, you run to Visa, or you run to Discover. You've got other places in your life that you allow my provision to come from that supplant me. I had never expected that when I prayed that prayer. What I expected was to hear God say, yes, I'm going to do that. But I was faced with the reality that I had been robbing God the entire time of the opportunity that He was placing in my life to do something that I could say was a miracle. So in a moment of fear, All the boldness of faith that caused Abram to leave the safe place vanished. When life got real, Abram takes back control from God. We do that. We take action on what appears to be the best move, the moment. And even in Abram's absence of real faith, gracious God that he is chooses to bless him because it's when he lies and when he deceives that Pharaoh still blesses him and he's in the middle of being out of the will of God, but God still allows Abram to be blessed. That's the thing that is, can be deceptive about the will of God. You can be out of the will of God and still experience some blessings in your life because not because you're in the right place. It's not because you've put your life in the place where God wants to pour those things on you. It's only because He is so gracious. And after all of that, God again comes back to Abram, reaffirms His promises to him. The very next chapter. But Genesis 16 opens with a real problem for Abram. It says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She'd borne him no children. Ten years. This is ten years after they've left, after they've trusted God. You get to the crux of the moment. The real challenge. There's no children. The problem they had back when they were in Haran, is still present with them. God hasn't done the work that He said He was going to do. And so impatience and fear starts to set in. It says that she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. Ten years and nothing has changed. So in verse 2, Sarai said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. She says, it's the Lord's fault. 
we left, but you know, he, he gave us this promise, but it's still not happening, and he's the only one who can make it happen, so it's the Lord's fault. Why don't you go to my maid? Why don't you go into Hagar? And maybe, maybe this is what God meant to happen. You know what it is? It's a moment of just not trusting. She says, I can help God. I can help God. He's moving too slowly for me. And so I can help God move a little bit quicker. And I'll, I'll do some things and God, God can work through that. Seems logical. Maybe God will use my actions to get us to the promise. Maybe, man, how many of us will admit we've ever been there, that we've thought about something that God has said He was going to do, and we said, well, maybe this is what God intended. I take this action, and because I'm taking this action, then He responds. I'll help God get His will done. You know what that is? That's not faith, that's flesh. You cannot produce spiritual results with the wisdom from the flesh. You will not see spiritual promises born from carnal decisions. Abraham, Abram, heeded the voice of Sarai. And if you go back and you look and you look at the story of Abram and Sarai, it's not much different than yours and mine. It is very much the same because you see this great bold act of faith and you see them trying to trust God. But then there are moments where they fail, obviously. And there are moments where they struggle. And there are moments when other things come into play. Abram heard from God and left on faith. Abram heard from fear and he left his faith. Abram heard from God and he went into a covenant. Abram heeded Sarah, heard from her and almost destroyed his family and almost destroyed his promise and almost destroyed what God was trying to do in his life because the voice that you hear matters. The voice that you hear and the voice that you heed, it matters. And listen to me right now. There are voices at work in this world now that will disrupt what God has willed for your life. The voice of fear will disrupt what God is wanting to do in your life. The voice of someone that seems to be speaking from a place of wisdom, but it's not wisdom. It's only worldly wisdom. It seems logical. That will disrupt what God is trying to do in your life. It's not the will of God. The voice of your own flesh, I'll help God. Not moving fast enough. What he said hasn't happened yet. You see, we can be our own Sarai sometimes. We look at her and we say, oh, Sarai, whew, she didn't trust God. But we don't need a Sarai. Sometimes we listen to our own voice. And our own voice is, I'm going to scheme to make something happen. But the voice we need to hear right now more than ever is the Lord's voice. We need to hear from the Lord. 
We need God to move into a situation. We need God to speak into our situations. We need God to speak into the chaos and the confusion and the mountain we're having to climb and the obstacle we're having to face. We need the voice of the Lord and we need to shut out every other voice and not say maybe this looks good. Maybe this would be a good thing. Maybe what they're doing is right. No, we need to hear from God for ourselves because just someone else is doing it doesn't mean it's right for you when did it all change for Abram we see it in verse 5 chapter 17 no longer no longer shall your name be called Abram but your name shall be Abraham For I have made you a father of many nations. Abram meant a high father. And Abraham meant father of multitudes. And it seems so simple to us. We think of just a name change that happens. But I found sometimes it's in the simple things that God really speaks to us. It's a simple letter going from Abram to Abraham You just add the H-A, a ha sound. But in Hebrew, behind every letter, there's this idea for the letter. The letter there is called hey. It's the H. It's the equivalent of our H. And it represents God breathing or His Spirit moving. What happened in that moment where it changed everything for Abram? I'll tell you what happened. God breathed into Abram's life. Something of God attached itself to Abram's life. Before, it had been just pursuing the voice of God and trying to live this life of faith. But in that moment, something attached itself in Abram's life. God breathed into that moment. Everywhere in the Old Testament you see God breathing into something. God breathed into man and brought life to him. It's an act of the Spirit, the Spirit of God moving in a way. God breathed into Abram's life. The Spirit of God moved into his life. And in the New Testament we have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God breathing into his people new life. And I'm talking to someone today, maybe you've never experienced the Spirit of God moving in your life. Maybe you're in this place where you have a desperate desire. You know you need something, you need something to shake loose and to move. And you've sought God and you've pleaded, you've cried till no more tears can flow. The Spirit of God is getting ready to move in your life. He's heard those prayers. He's heard that call. Let me tell you what you need to do. 
need to hear the voice of God. Shut out all of the other voices, the fear, the doubt, those good-meaning people that are trying to talk to your situation. You shut those voices out. There's a lot of competing voices for the voice of God, for your ear, for your spiritual ear right now. Hear the voice of God. Because in his speaking, he's going to breathe into your life. His spirit is going to move in your life. And maybe it's just a simple act of, of moving in faith and doing an act that God has been telling you you need to do. And he's been pulling at your heartstrings. Maybe you need to repent. Maybe it's time that you take the act of faith and get baptized in Jesus' name. Maybe it's that you pray until you have a breakthrough and you feel the presence and spirit of God moving and flowing in your life again. You need God to breathe into your life and situation. We need God to breathe into this church and we need God to move in our lives. We need God. Now more than ever. The Spirit of God is here already and I feel it so strongly. Have no doubt right where you're at, if you're watching from home, the Spirit, the presence of God is speaking and drawing on you. And if you'll respond right now, God is going to do a sovereign work. There's really no more anything else that I can say other than right now, clear the deck and hear the voice of God and respond to what He's telling you to do. Just take a moment and pray and seek the face of God. God, you see every person in this place. You see every person at home. God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that your spirit would breathe into their situation right now as they open their voices. They begin to call on your name. God, that situation they're facing, that struggle that they're in moments right now, that they're struggling with their faith and they've been waiting on you. God, I pray, Lord, that right now that your spirit would reaffirm, that your spirit would speak into that, God. God, I pray that your spirit would move in and make a change in their life. God, if they need to be baptized with your spirit, I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ, baptize them with your spirit, Lord. Let it flow from inside of them. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. I have this confidence because I've seen the faithfulness